the college experience West Coast Conference College Basketball Preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Sean Stacking the Money Green. Pre-order Sean Green's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. That's right, only $3.99. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. Welcome to the college experience, West Coast Conference college basketball season preview. My name is Colby Swinging Danterbase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick, and we're picking our West Coast Conference order. And I'm joined by my co-host. Oh, it wouldn't be college basketball without a little rooftop Nick action. Give it up for. The rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, Herndon Optimus MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? What's going on? Are we ready to talk some college basketball? It's, and dude, this is a great Friday evening. I'm sitting here. We got three good college football games on. I got a glass of bourbon in my hand. About to, you know, go off the grid and talk some West Coast Conference basketball. Life's pretty good, buddy. Yeah, and uh, we currently, as we currently speak, NC State seven point lead on Miami. Uh, it's great to watch. I would love to see the you're you're right up the road from you. I would love to see the Wolfpack pull this off, but uh, we'll we'll see. But yeah, West Coast Conference college basketball. I mean, this is a slept on conference, and as a guy, I know. You're over there in North Carolina, but, but, but for me, I mean, I'll say this confidently, the, maybe not last year, I think the two or three previous years, I think the West coast conference was better than the PAC 12. I truly believe it was better than the PAC 12. That's not that bold of a statement. You know, first you had the West coast conference having their greatest depth, you know, their best years at the same time as the PAC 12 was having their worst years. Uh, so yeah, that's not, you know, that big of a leap right there. You might be right uh, I, this year. Yeah. What do you think this year? No, I got, I think the PAC 12 is actually really loaded this year. 
I agree. I was just, yeah. just check and make sure and making sure you weren't getting too much, uh, you know, college basketball hipster on me. Um, the, look, the West coast conference is still a, a very good conference. I think they may be a little down this year, but, uh, still quality, you know, you know, one through 10 in this league here. I actually think, I mean, it may be down as far as depth towards the back, but I actually think when you look at this conference, I know we're going to get into our rankings, but I, I, I could totally see Gonzaga or BYU. Well, first of all, I, I, I see four tournament teams. There should be four in my opinion, but I see Gonzaga and BYU as teams that can go really, really deep in the tournament this year. Yeah. But I think Gonzaga and BYU might've been better last year. They both lost a lot. Um, that's not to say that they're not going to have good years in, in 2020, 2021, but I think they were probably better last year. I think that goes for the top three or four teams in the league. I think the mid tier, I think, um, I think those guys are actually going to move up a little bit. They have more of uh, the experience, you know, while the top of the league, the very top, they lost a lot. I mean, Gonzaga is not going anywhere. BYU. I'm pretty sure you probably haven't, you know, second ranked as do I, they're not going anywhere either. Um, but I think overall there might be actually more depth this year, but it won't quite be as top heavy. Uh, those top teams are good, but I don't know if they're, you know, final four elite eight. Good. I think they uh, could, I'm going to push back on you a little bit. I I'm not going to yeah. guarantee it, but I actually think BYU might be better this year. Okay. All right. Well, Hey man, let's just, let's dive right in. All right. Don't beat around the bush. Tell me what you think. All right. Well, we can open things up. Uh, you want, I think I, did I go first last time? I think I went first. I'm, pre- uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same order <laughs> for the top two, right? <laughs> I think so. I mean, first off, the number one is no, no big surprise. Everybody and their grandma is going to have Gonzaga number one. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, if, if, you, if you look at it over, over the last three years, Gonzaga's league record is 48 and two. That should tell you pretty much all you need to know. They own this division. They lost a lot. They lost four of their top six players or so. Um, they lose almost 52 points per game. So that's going to take, I mean, that's going to take some time to make up, you know, that kind of production. Uh, Philip Petrusive left early. He went pro uh, Killian Tilly is gone as is Ryan Wool- Ryan Woolridge and Admon Gilder. That is four players that scored or average in double digits last year. Uh, I know they got some guys coming in too, but man, that's, you know, you're losing that, that many players. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and that's why dude, I, I may agree with you on the Gonzaga front of them taking a step back. I still think, I mean, the beautiful part of, of to me, college basketball in this past decade is that there's opportunity here. I mean, did anyone see Texas tech going to the, to, I mean, basically uh, if it wasn't for a crazy shot um, winning the national championship, they almost won the national championship the game went to overtime and that was a team that no one projected. And then they, they dealt with a, a lot of new faces. So I could totally see this team will be talented. Now I, I do think they're probably step, take a little step back, but, but even by saying that, I would not surprise me at all. If you're telling me Gonzaga's in the elite eight final four would not surprise me at all. Well, I mean, you know, Fuse got the program on, 
on a autopilot, you know, a down year in Spokane is, is where, you know, they, they only make the sweet 16 or something. Uh, you know, if they make a step back, it's only going to be a small step back. Uh, you know, with his program, the players that were reserves last year, I expect them to fully step right up and, and be solid starters. They also bring in the uh, 14th ranked recruiting class nationally, including a five-star and in, in guard Jalen Suggs. Uh, he may be what dictates this year. I mean, if, if he can, can step in and, and be a star from day one, watch out. Maybe they don't take a step back. Uh, you know, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but I do think their team last year was a little bit better than this year. Yeah. I mean, on paper for sure. I still say you never know how a team gels and everything. And then, uh, I mean, uh, that's what, why I think college basketball is the greatest sport that we currently have going is it's just, it's anyone's game. If you get going in the right, you know, we saw that, you know, uh, what, what, who made Texas tech made the championship game. VCU made a final four recently. What uh, Butler almost banked in a buzzer beater. Uh, it's open. I think, I mean, Gonzaga's made the, the championship before. Now that team was pretty talented, but I, I do believe that uh, it depends on how your, your team gels. It depends you know, injuries, all this other stuff, but I, it wouldn't shock me. I, 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 I look at this roster. They got Kispert. Now, obviously you look and you want to see, you know, a little more uh, experience, you know, me, I'm big on experience, especially in, in today's college basketball, but uh, shit. I mean, this Jalen Suggs kid, people say he's a stud. Mix him. I mean, Aaron Cook, you know, from uh, SIU, uh, 15, 15 points a game. Now, that was a brief, a brief, uh, uh, what window there uh, of what he played six games with them, but um, wouldn't shock me. And but I will say this: what's great for this conference is I love what Mark Pope is doing at BYU. Right. You know, before we, before we get to BYU, uh, you, you, you touched on it briefly. Let's dive a little bit further. So Gonzaga, if you're looking at their, their 11 deep, if you will, their roster consists of two seniors, one junior, and all the rest are underclassmen. This is a young team. Yeah. You know, this is, this isn't your usual Gonzaga team where it is loaded with upperclassmen, you know, I think, I think next year is the year where Gonzaga might really be able to put it together. I think they're a little young this year. I still fully expect them to win the West coast conference, but this isn't their year. Yeah. And I actually think it could be the year that they're most vulnerable to win the West coast conference. And I do think we're under, yeah, we're undervaluing perhaps, uh, you know, you said you were really high on BYU last year. Uh, Mark Pope was in year one, right? And I know me and you know this because we were heavy betters on Utah Valley the year prior to that. Uh, Utah Valley is where Mark Pope was at. Mark Pope played under Rick Pitino, I believe, at Kentucky. Uh, did, I think he's didn't he play for the Bullets when we were kids? I thought he was on the Bullets for a little bit. No. Well, the Bullets had a lot of obscure white guys, so he might have been <laughs> one of them. I'm going to pull it up. I want to fact check that. I know for sure he was on the Pacers at one point. Um, I, I can't picture him. I can't picture him in the bullets Jersey. Um, I'm going to say you're wrong, but I am if wrong. You are correct. I, I, it I, wouldn't surprise. I am wrong. He was on the Pacers when they were playing the Knicks uh, in the, in the late nineties in that classic okay. rivalry. All right. 
but he did play for a bunch of other NBA teams. For some reason, I thought he was on the bullets. Maybe I'm thinking of Andrew Gaze. Remember Andrew Gaze? <laughs> yeah. The Australian, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of when I think bullets basketball, but you're, 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 com- you're confusing your Australians and your Mormons. Uh, yeah. But Mark Pope, dude, I'm telling you, I was, uh, I, I mean, he clearly did a great, uh, coaching job in year one at BYU and he did a great job at Utah Valley. Now here's one of my reasons why I think they can actually push Gonzaga for this top spot. I think they're better than last year. I think he's bringing in three Utah Valley transfers that know his system, know his game. I'm talking about Brandon Everett. I'm talking about Richard Harward and I'm talking about Wyatt Lowell all coming in. He's also getting Matt uh, how, how do you pronounce his name again? Harms? Is it Harms? Harms? Harms. Harms from Purdue. Yeah. Remember him at Purdue? That's a good guy. Yeah. Get. The, the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, first off, I thought the Mormons were a little bit friendlier. You know, how are they going to go less than 10 miles up the road and totally rape and pillage, you know, the, Valley, the school right? right up the road, man. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of rude. You know, to, to take, taking three of their best players, that's, <laughs> that's messed up, uh, uh, but okay. So, uh, BYU this year, first off, I mentioned that Gonzaga was losing more than 50 points a game scoring. Yeah. BYU is losing more than 65 points a game scoring. Their top four scorers from last year are gone due to graduation. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to struggle because you mentioned all of the transfers. I still think that that takes some time. Well, but a lot of these transfers played with Pope when he was the head coach of Utah Valley. I think that's an advantage. I think that's an advantage. And I think when you look at uh, what, one, two, three, four, uh, I mean, that most of this roster is upperclassmen, whether they're transfer or not. Yeah. I mean, that, that certainly helps with, you know, familiarity with the system, but you know, the plays that Pope wants to run that that'll definitely help ease that transition. And you mentioned harms. He's a seven foot three dude from Purdue. Uh, he's going to be a total mismatch in the WCC. So I do think BYU has potential here, but kind of like in Zaga, I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Uh, we'll see these, you know, these transfers from Utah Valley, how they do with a step up in competition. Um, yeah. And that'll really dictate the season, how well these guys can make the adjustment. Uh, I trust Mark Pope here. I'm going to say, look, I got, I got Gonzaga one BYU two, but I think this is going to be a tight, tight race. And I think BYU is going to get them in Provo. Are we going to have fans though? I don't know. Maybe they won't. <laughs> I, yeah. But you know, that's, that's the same thing when BYU plays in Spokane too. You know, those, those yeah. big, those you know, huge home court advantages won't be as huge this year. I still think Mark Pope uh, uh, did a great job in year one. And and if you didn't look at BYU two years ago, it that's going to tell you a lot about Mark Pope and look what he did at Utah Valley. I know me and you were all, I mean, I think all of us, including Patty C Utah Valley was like one of the, 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 the secrets in America that year when Mark Pope was there two years ago. So I, I think he's a good coach. Right. I think he's going to get things done. So yeah, I, I'm gonna back you up. I have I have Gonzaga and B at one, BYU at two, and I think that's actually gonna be a really tight race. I think there's gonna be a little bit of separation between those two 
and the next, and, and, you know, I'm a big fan of what well, I'll let you go with your third team and see if we're still aligned. Go. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's your, 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 your top tier right there is Gonzaga BYU. I think, you know, if you do listen to any other kind of, you know, media outlets or publications, first off, I don't know why you would, cause you know, they ain't going to tell it to you like us, but uh, I think most people are going to have them one and two. Uh, so for number three, I, I was torn between, see, this is where the league gets tighter. Yeah. There's a mid tier here of probably five teams where I think it could be shuffled. I think in the past it's been a, you know, it's, it's been you know, the top tier has been deeper with, with three or four teams. And then there's a drop off um, this year. The, the middle of the pack is going to be interesting, but for my number three team, I went with San Francisco. I am going to go with you here. I mean, look, uh, traditionally it's been a BYU. I mean, I'm sorry. It's been a Gonzaga St. Mary's conference. All right. As much as normally BYU is the third team, right? Well, BYU hasn't even been in the conference that long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Traditionally you're right. It's, it's just been about the two, but once BYU entered, they put themselves, you know, towards the top of that list as well, but go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. Um, but no, I am all on, you know, I was, I was just about to say prior to you, uh, coming in and and asking what your third team was that I, you know, for some reason I've, taking, uh, you know, maybe because I'm in LA, maybe because the games are on over here where it's dinner time for me and it's on ESPN U almost every night. I I've really taken a liking to this the San Francisco Don's the Don's program. Right. And, uh, I really think, you know, the, over the past couple of years, I, I've had a chance to watch them. I know they lost, uh, their head coach to, uh, to Washington state, but they hired an assistant. I'm trying to think of that. What is it? Kyle? Was it Kyle Smith? I believe I, I almost said Kyle young, Kyle Smith left for uh wazoo, but uh, I would argue that they almost are in a better spot with Todd golden because they look good last year. Now I know they, they weren't going to sniff the tournament, but they were a good team. And I think th- this team follows the analytics, uh, you know, angle uh, They they really, more so than a lot of college basketball teams. Look at the analytics. That's also Kyle Smith's uh, thing at Wazoo. And I think he's turning the corner at Wazoo a little bit, but you look at this team and when Dan Marley got fired at grand Canyon, they bring in Damari Milstead. This kid is uh, is a good player. Grant that grand Canyon team was pretty darn good uh, a couple of years ago. And Milstead was a good, a, a big part of that 10.3 points per game. You're going to bring him in. You already have Khalil Shabazz. I, I like both of them. And then I, how can you not mention Jamari Bouye? Uh, anyone that's watched San Francisco basketball, um, this kid's a stud. This kid's a stud. Even when they play Gonzaga, he can play. A little concerned on the big men there with uh, Kunin and however you pronounce that that uh, that foreign name there. R- 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 Rooney? Is that Rooney? Is that Rooney? Is that? I'm, I'm gonna say Zimitri Rooney. Yeah. Um, little concerned on that part of uh, their roster, but I like what Todd golden is doing year one, winning 20 plus games. You kidding me? And the, yeah. and the best name, the Dons. Come on. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> they're, they're the godfathers over here, but uh, so they do lose three of their top five players from last year, but they return 
two guys who average over 10 points a game and they get that transfer you mentioned from Grand Canyon who averaged 10 points a game. Those guys are all upperclassmen. Uh, with San Francisco, here's a team that finished the year six and two. That included a win over BYU and yeah. also only a four point loss to Gonzaga in the last game of the season. Dude, they, they, they were, man, they were trying to climb up there. They were inching their way up into this, you know, top echelon of, of the conference. They're banging on that ceiling. I still don't know if they crash through the ceiling, but I think there's a good chance they finish third and have themselves a nice season. I still don't think they'll make the tournament. I think this is, you know, a two team league, and but uh, San Francisco it. was a very, I want four. <laughs> I want four out of this, uh, out of this conference. Well, you can hope for that and see what happens. It may be two different things, but this is a very quality program here. That's been good for the last several years. And it certainly seems like, uh, you know, they got the right trajectory going here. Uh, yeah. I mean, and here's another thing. I mean, really, I want to circle the, that they need their big, their big men to step up. But one of the things we love, I think in college basketball, and I think you'll back me up on this is great guard play. Um, as a guy, like I said, I watch my, it's funny when I break down these teams, there's certain teams that you get to and you're like, man, I didn't watch much of this team. Well, I watched an enormous amount of San Francisco basketball last year, uh, not even last year, the past couple of years. And uh Bouye is, is a complete stud. Shabazz can play now Milstead. I haven't watched. I didn't watch that many grand Canyon games, but I'm saying, I know his stats are nice from there. If they can, can contribute guard play goes a long way in college basketball, especially upperclassmen guard play, taking care of the ball and uh, really executing. So would love to see the Dons come up. I think they, I think they're going to flirt around with getting in this tournament, buddy, that you're hating over there. People are going to realize this conference is better. Well, actually this year, this year, I guess with the out of conference schedule, not uh, being what traditional years are because of COVID, perhaps they might not have the opportunity. Well, full disclosure with me being on the East coast and most of these games starting before, or they start after I go to bed, um, especially a team like, you know, I'll watch some BYU. I'll watch some Gonzaga. I'm not going to sit here and tell, and tell you that I've seen several San Francisco games last year. I saw them a couple times. You might have, if, if you're that high on them, then I would tend to trust your judgment, but I still don't think they're going to make the tournament. Well, I will say you do have that going for you. When I think about these mid majors, you know, it's going to be hard to make the tournament this year because you don't have the out of conference opportunities to really improve your RPI strength of schedule. Um, What sucks about this year in college football and college basketball is that it gives the powers that, that be more leeway to only invite the big schools into the postseason. Especially yeah. with, you know, schedules where one team's only going to play 20 games, one team may play 30. It's, you know, they're going to use the word eye test, which is really code word for let the big schools in so they can make more money. So don't expect a lot of these, you know, mid majors to be dancing come March, you know, as, as long as a tournament stays, you know, at, you know, the current 68 teams or whatever. Uh, unfortunately, I think this year more so than others. I mean, you, usually every year, some of these teams get screwed this year, maybe even more of them get screwed. Yeah. I'm kind of betting on that, but uh, 
Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. We've done our top three in the West coast conference. Uh, so now before we get to number four, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Late fall college football and basketball. You saw the NBA bubble. You saw UFC fight Island. You're watching these NFL games with no fans. It's clear that 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book, which offers unlike any other, get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets all await all season long. And with Turkey day right around the corner, there is no better time to feast on some NFL or college football action and college basketball for this Thanksgiving. We're hitting you with all that dude. What a fucking beautiful day. That's going to be whether you're a first time customer or have been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every single week, sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table slot and card games that you'd expect at your local spot. And the best part is, is my bookie. They never close their doors so you can continue to build your bankroll. Even after the stadium lights have gone out, make the right place. Sign up today at my bookie. And when you do use the promo code SGP to get your, uh, to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. Let me break that down for you, right? The terms are pretty simple. If you were to put in, let's just say $200, they'll match you with a hundred. Yes. That means if you put in 400, they'll match you with 200. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is a uh, free betting money. So you might as well do it. It's winning season at my bookie. So join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it only at mybookie.ag. All right, here we are. Here we are in the midst of the West coast conference. I can't wait for college basketball. Dude, th- we, we mentioned Thanksgiving on that ad read. The day before Thanksgiving is when college basketball kicks off this year. A little bit later start than normal, and, but that's COVID. But yeah, that sounds crazy. And we're what two weeks away, or you know, two and a half weeks away. It's wild, man. It's a bit, it'll be here before you know it. Get ready. That's what I'm saying. And then you add in on Thanksgiving. So the day before Thanksgiving, you get all these fantastic games. Thanksgiving's got a decent slate too. And then you mix that in with the Egg Bowl. I don't care what the records are. It's Leach against Kiffin. That's going to be fun. And then you got some NFL games, some classic NFL games, uh, the matchups in the, uh, you know, that they traditionally do, I think three NFL games on Thursday, Thursdays now. So kudos. So you're telling me this is the wrong year to be going to the in-laws. Uh, yeah. Unless who's your, who's your in-law is your in-law by, by chance, uh, Wayne fonts. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're in Michigan, <laughs> uh, but there, there's no good year to go to the in-laws during, during Thanksgiving, because it is a, a great week for sports. Usually you mentioned that you got these, you know, it's uh, the NFL games. You got the rivalries in college football. You got college basketball cranking up great time of the year. Definitely. Yeah. But, uh, Who's your uh, number three school, man. Number no, number three was San Francisco. Number four, uh, I'll get to here, but yeah, no, no, Black Friday to me is like the perfect sports day. I mean, I miss it a little bit with with Colorado not playing Nebraska and some of those old rivalries like Texas and Texas A and M. They used to be played on those days, um, right? Right. But uh, 
But are you telling me you're not up at the local Target at 6 a.m. scanning <laughs> in line for that new uh, TV? If if I was somehow forced to buy by a girlfriend, uh, trust me, I'd be in the sports section pretending to buy a television, watching some sports games. <laughs> there we go, nice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, my number four team. Uh, I'm gonna stay in the Bay Area. Actually, hold on, wait. Did I? I actually think I have them. No, I have them at number four. I'm going chalk. Going chalk here uh, with the Gales of St. Mary's this program. I mean, th- talk about a shame. What co- this was the last basketball game before COVID hit, by the way, St. Mary's beat. I want to say it was BYU at the buzzer in the West coast conference tournament. And we sat there and watched it. And uh, we were re- me and Tommy Gimler shout out to Tommy Gimler. We're recording this episode, this college basketball March madness episode, watching it in my apartment as St. Mary's hit the game winning uh, basket. And you thought, man, St. Mary's, they might be a dangerous team in the tournament. They had that stud guard, Jordan Ford, who hit that game winner. And unfortunately he's gone. And unfortunately everybody is gone on that roster. That was really elite. Um, So I expect them to take a giant step back. Um, But I will say this pedigree wise, they stay winning. So I, tr- I, I, I really believe that uh, uh, Randy Bennett, you know, he's been there 20 years, man. And this is a coach that is a proven winner in my opinion. So right, exactly. Put your trust in Randy Bennett. I'm right there with you. They're my fourth team. When I was doing my research coming into you know this year here, I wanted to, to move up some other schools and I was like, what am I doing? Trust Randy Bennett, trust the program. The last time St. Mary's didn't finish in the top four of the West coast conference was the 2002, 2003 season. I understand that they're losing a lot. They, they lose their top three leading scorers. Yeah. They only return three guys that average between five and seven points per game. You know, uh, they're now upperclassmen, but obviously you're concerned about their lack of previous production. But with him, it's not, you can't just look at the roster on a piece of paper and look at, you know, points per game and rebounds per game. You have to trust what he's doing there. Um, he'll find a way. They may start the year off a little sluggish. Uh, it may take a while for the new group of players and the new and, and these previous reserves, you know, where they're moving into positions of leadership to really come together. But I would imagine, you know, come 2021 when conference season is beginning, I'm, I would imagine St. Mary's is playing good ball. I'm going to put my faith in the head coach here. And I think St. Mary's finishes fourth. Yeah. I'm going to take that same jump. I'm looking at that new, that, uh, that, that New Zealand kid, Quinn Clinton, he missed last year with a foot injury. Uh, they're going to count on him to, to make a big difference this year. Um, and then obviously Tommy Cousay. Um they got the work cut out for him, but I, I trust, I trust a winner when I see one and uh, the Gales will finish. They, in the, they have a, they, they also have a seven foot four transfer from Utah who he's never played for Utah. He was just, I don't know if he was redshirting or something, but this dude, Matthew Van Komen, 
He sat out last year at Utah, transferred in, and he's 7'4". <laughs> I don't know if this is Sean Bradley part two. I don't know if he's 7'4", 150 pounds. <laughs> you know, I've, I got no idea, M- but might as you well. see 7'4", and you, you wonder. Dude, but isn't that the perfect remedy for a team where you're, you're struggling to find the scoring? You might as well put this guy on the defensive side of the ball, right? And figure it out offensively and just hope that, hey, these games are going to be really tightly, uh, you know, hopefully your defense holds up and you find a way to continue to get better at offense. That's my If angle. he gets PT this year, I'm looking forward to the matchup of, you know, BYU's harm to 7 3 against this guy who's 7 4. <laughs> That's just freaking crazy, man. Um, uh, uh, number five, dude, I'm going to stay chalk, man. I hate, I hate the fact that I'm agreeing with most of the publications I, I read with, or I read, um, uh, but really I just see a large difference in talent on this team. If anything, this team could press for actually three or four. I really believe that I watch them a lot. I always question a little bit of the coaching here. Um, and I'm talking about a team right up the road for me. I'm in Santa Monica and, and, you know, uh, Pepperdine's in Malibu, right? F- 10 minute, 15 minute drive up the road. And uh, yeah, you look at this team, they're coached by former uh, Washington head, head coach, uh, Lorenzo Romar and Romar. He brings in talent. That's one thing you can't say. And you look at this roster. If you look at this roster, this team could finish n- number three, maybe even number two, because they got talent on this roster. Cause talking about Colby Ross, great name, by the way, 20 and a half points a game, uh, almost five boards a game, 7.2 assist, 1.1 steals. Talk about a fucking player. He's a complete player. They also got Skylar Chavez who drops 10 points a game. Kessler Edwards averages just shy under 14 and, and seven boards. You want to talk about a team that's got talent, Nick, this team can Romar coaches way into this thing. Cause they're way more skilled than a lot of the teams we've covered. Yeah, I'm chalked to Pepperdine, number five for me as well. Uh, you mentioned Colby Ross. You know, he may have an awful first name, but the dude is a baller. <laughs> uh, did you watch a game where you put up 43 on St. Mary's last year? Uh, probably. I mean, I watched a decent uh, amount of Pepperdine. I mean, dude, for me, like I said, like, uh, you know, the past couple of years, the Pac 12 had been down. So I was actually, last year, the Pac 12 was actually decent. But I still had coming into the year had put the West Coast Conference ahead of them. So when it came to really watching one or the other, I feel like I was siding with the West Coast Conference last year. So well that that game specifically went into double overtime. So he got a few extra minutes to to pad the stat sheet there. But he still put up forty three on St. Mary's. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care baller. if it went to five overtimes, all right? Forty three right, points right. is forty three points. I don't care if it was that UConn Syracuse game back in the day, you know, in the Big East tournament where it went into like six overtimes, and I'm <laughs> I'm sitting up here watching the game like 3 a.m. East Coast time. <laughs> At that point, you're you know you you you've, you've already you're already up. You're already not going to get much sleep that night. You can't go to sleep after the second overtime. <laughs> you're already invested. At that point, you just got to ride it through and see what happens. Uh, but no, so yeah, Pepperdine. I mean, they have. You know, they, they, they'll start all upperclassmen, including two redshirt seniors. Uh, one of them is a pit transfer. You know, the average age of these guys should be like 23 or 24. They will be grown men compared to some of the, the guys, some of the freshmen coming in on the, on the schools, you know, uh, above them 
in the standings. They only lose one guy from last year's team. I think the waves of Pepperdine are legit. They they could seriously contend for a, for for better than fifth in the West Coast Conference. But you mentioned the coaching is possibly suspect. I wasn't a big fan of him at Washington. Uh, that's pretty much the main reason why I have them at five and not higher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I look. I was sitting there thinking in my head. I, I actually the first uh, when I was creating my list, I had them at four. And then I said, who am I kidding? Randy Bennett's Randy Bennett. He'll find a way. Dude, I did the same thing. Same exact thing. I had them over St. Mary's. I was like, hold up, hold on. What, what am I doing here? That's funny that we were thinking the same thing there, but I make this, I'll say this. I'll circle. This is like, really, I think they're the most, the biggest wild card in this conference, because I think they're good enough. I watched dude Pepperdine actually gave Gonzaga a hard time last year. Maybe I think it was just the one in Pepperdine. I think they might've got their ass kicked at Pepperdine or Edge Gonzaga or vice versa. But the game I watched, they were giving them fits. I think the only problem is, is they got into foul trouble, but I, I, they played them better than most of the whole conference in the one game that I saw. Now I know I think the other game was a blowout because I think I locked up them playing them again and Gonzaga laid it to them. But one of the games I was watching, they, they, uh, I didn't see much of a talent difference. I thought like, man, they're going head toe to toe. They're not afraid of Gonzaga. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch because Romar brings in talent to make this program interesting. All right. At number six, I'm going to go with your boy. Look, I'm watching NC state. They're up seven with eight minutes left against Miami right now. How could I, how could I fade your boy that used to be right down the road from you. You guys probably went to the same grocery store for all I know, by the way, Miami's about to score. I'm going to go with Herb Sendek. Everyone's talking, you know, I know there's other teams that are, are more high ranked. This is my one gamble so far. I'm going to take a team that is projected further down the line and Herb Sendek at the university of Santa Clara, uh, <laughs> former NC state coach. That's my reference there to him. You and him shopping at the same grocery store. Um, I, I just think he's a decent guy. I always thought he was decent. I actually thought he kind of, kind of got a raw deal at NC state. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. So, you know, he coached NC state for about 10 years. And the funny thing about Herb Sendek is that he never was really appealing to the fan base there. I'm not sure why either. Um, so, you know, after Jimmy V uh, retired, passed away, you know, they had a coach, uh, Geez, what's less? Uh, I want to say less miles. Obviously, it's not less miles. Less. Uh, Wait, well, when did when they go Sydney Low? Sydney Low well, was in the so early 2000s. Sydney Low was after Sendek. So they had a coach before Sendek. You know, that was and his first name's Less. His last name's escaping me. It was a complete, total train wreck. So Herb Sendek came in with a, you know, and he came there with a program that was at the very bottom of the Les ACC. Paul, was it Les Paul? Les Paul. Who's Les they, Paul? They make guitars. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Les, Ro think, Les Robinson. Was it Les Robinson? Les Robinson. That's what, yeah, I think it's Les Damn Robinson. It. That See, rings a bell. Got too many names in the database, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little, you know, you're kind of everywhere there. Was it Jim? Um, was it Jim Les? 
<laughs> Jim Les was a a solid shooting guard for the Kings in the in the early nineties. Yes, and and kind of uh, underrated. Uh, not much, not, and I not should, much defense, but a pretty good three ball. I should tell you that he is the current head coach of UC Davis. By the way, Jim Les is he? Is he really? I he didn't is. know that. So anyway, Herb Sundeck. Uh, it took him about five years to turn around to turn around that program. He, so he coached there 10 years, his, his, his last five years, he made the NCAA tournament each year and he was still run out of town. They re- NC state replaced him with Sidney Lowe, who had uh, about a 31% winning percentage in the ACC and zero NCAA tournaments. in I think three or four years and horrible, and that, then and he wore was, that horrible fucking jacket that was bright red. <laughs> <laughs> And then Mark Gottfried, who he still had a worse overall record, worse ACC record. Gottfried actually got to the tournament a couple years, uh, his first few years there, but then he missed out his last two years and got shit canned. Long story short, Herb Sendek was probably the best coach at NC State since Jimmy V. The problem with Herb Sendek is that he has zero personality. He does, he's not winning the press conference and his teams play pretty boring basketball. Um, but with that said, he's a hell of a coach yeah. and I hope that Santa Clara appreciates what they have. Um, and, and that's why I, they're not the, my number to jump up. Where, where are we at? Number I, I got, I got about number six. And my reasoning is, is sure. They lose a couple uh, what two guys from a season, but they bring back a lot, man. They get this Florida golf coast transfer, Christian Carlisle. He makes him in with Rankick, the big man who gets 12, 12 and a half points a game. And don't forget about the other big man, Keyshawn justice getting nine. Also uh, Caruso getting uh, just shy of 10 points a game and, and four and a half boards mix him and Jalen Williams at point guard. Uh, I like this team, even the bench, DJ Mitchell, Jaden, but, but, but I'm probably butchering that. Um, but, uh, but I, I think, uh, I think they got something going here. So I have them at eighth, uh, last year they finished seventh. They were six and 10 in the conference. Uh, they lose a couple guys, you know, they were contributors, not stars. So you do have, you know, a solid upperclassmen team returning, uh, and they also get a transfer in from Florida Gulf Coast, who was, you know, decent in that conference. There's not a whole lot of holes to fill here, so I think they could improve their record by a couple wins. Overall, the I mean, the roster just—it's typical Herb Sendak. Like, there's nothing exciting about it. And I think I think in sometimes when you're doing preseason predictions, you have a tendency to bump them back, where maybe you shouldn't. And with that said, you know, maybe I bumped them back thinking the same thing. Uh, you know, if they finished seventh last year, they should at least be able to replicate that, if not improve upon it. So uh, I may have them at eight here. Maybe that's a little too low. Uh, I, I can't have them at six, though, because at six, I have a team that I really like here. I'm assuming you're going to stay in the state of California and go up to Northern California. I think maybe Modesto ish area. And talk about the University of Pacific. Incorrect, my friend. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay in Southern California. I think I can't keep all these California schools straight. 
I'm going to go with Loyola Marymount. Yeah. Right up the road. Dude. I used to live about a block away from this university, but you know, they're bringing in a brand new coach. Hasn't really, uh, you know, COVID you got Stan Johnson coming in from Marquette as an, he was an assistant under your boy, Wojo uh, year one for him. You're going, you're going bullish on a year one coach. Well, here's why. Let me explain. So two years ago, Loyola Marymount was, they finished 22 and 12. They finished fifth in the conference. Uh, they even beat Georgetown that year. But in the preseason leading up to last year, they had three guys go down with season ending injuries, three contributors who played big minutes. These guys averaged between seven and 10 points a game right before the season started. So last year was a freaking wash. You know, these smaller schools, they can't lose three of their main six or seven guys and, and be able to, you know, keep the, the boat afloat, if you will. Uh, so, you know, now move forward to this year, we got the, th- the top three leading scorers from last year, as well as the previous three guys coming back. I think you're going to have, you know, uh, an upperclassman led team, a lot of experience. Those guys that missed out last year, they're going to be hungry. They've been salivating to get back on the court. Uh, I think, you know, this year is, it's going to be a little bit more like 2018, 2019 rather than 2019, 2020. I think uh, Loyola Marymount. And actually I see a lot of value betting Loyola Marymount. My prediction is that early in the year, a lot of people are going to see the record from last year and uh, expect them not to be the team that they really are. I think until the books catch up, I think there's an opportunity to make some money on Loyola Marymount, especially early in the year, long winded explanation, but Loyola Marymount is my, where are we at here? My sixth team. I gotcha. I like it. I mean, you look at the roster, you see the Stanford and temple transfer coming in on the bench too. And a lot of reason for optimism there. I got him at, at number eight. I just think uh COVID season year one, you know, uh, it's tough. I mean, it's not football where it's complete you got to learn. I mean, you do have to learn a new system, but I don't think it's as challenging as football, but uh, I just think this conference is uh, fairly decent. And like my number six was Santa Clara, my number seven. And I'm assuming maybe perhaps it's, we have, we're talking about the name, it's the same number seven, but I do like your play on Loyola Marymount. And I hope uh, this COVID shit end, you know, clears up so I can uh, attend a few of those games, them and Pepperdine. But, um, uh, my number seven is, is Pacific. Who's, you know, who the coach of Pacific is NC Nick off the top of your head. Uh, you might, you might forget. I think you knew this last year. Uh, it's, it's still college football season. Remind Damon me, please. Stoudemire. Refresh my memory. Damon Stoudemire, buddy. Uh, this conference, believe yeah, me. Well, that's one of the funny things about this conference is all the ex players. You know, you got Terry Porter at Portland, right? Mark Pope. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of uh, exact Mark Pope, exactly Herb Sandek from the ACC. You got a lot of of you know names as coaches that big time basketball fans are going to recognize. Yeah, Terry Porter at Portland. How many former Blazer point guards can they get? A uh, Gary Grant to be a head coach of? Uh, <laughs> come on, Santa Clara. You need to hire Gary Grant or who else is a uh, who, who? Danny Young. Remember Danny Young, the old Wake Forest point guard, who played for the Blazers in the late '80s. I do. I do. Um, 
So uh, yeah, I, I but here I got Pacific man, and I think when you look at Pacific with Damon Stoudemire, or how about Rod Strickland? Rod Strickland's an assistant at Kentucky. Come on now, WCC, you can actually legit make this happen. Where you have three Blazer <laughs> point guards in the same conference. Um, but no, I look at Pacific. I see Damon Stoudemire's uh, team, and and this was a team that uh, I, I would say watching them last year, up and down, up and down. There was times they put it together and you're thinking, man, I remember texting you in the you know middle of a Saturday being like, dude, Pacific's pretty good. And then the next game they lose by 30 and you're sitting there like, wait, what the fuck did I see for one game? You know what I mean? Uh, inconsistency defines this team uh, from a season ago. So with the new season, uh, you know, Damon Sodom entering year four, perhaps he could get some shit going here. Uh, Gervais green, the Nebraska transfer mix him with Justin Moore. And uh, Pierre Crockrell at the at the point guard spot. Now I know he's untested, but perhaps they can get something going here with those three guards. Uh, I know when you look at the roster, you say, "Hey, man, I don't see anyone who averaged in double digits." But I also they lost a lot. I I think Green will probably be that guy. The Nebraska transfer, him and Justin Moore, will be the guys that step up that are averaging 10, 12 points a game, maybe fourteen. Um, and uh, the, I, the main model for me here is they need to be just more consistent, but I do think this team is talented and I think Stoudemire perhaps on the right path. So I got them penciled at seven. Are you, are they your number seven? You know, I'm going to make a change. Originally they were, I talked myself into riding Mr. Herb Sendak because he can't get any damn credit in my hometown here. So, you know, I had Pacific at seven. I'm actually going to flip flop them in Santa Clara. Pacific is going to be my number eight now. And the reason why is that they lost a lot. They lost three of their top four guys from last year, including their leading scorer, Jaleel Tripp. Uh, I do understand they got the Nebraska transfer coming in. He averaged about eight points a game in the Big Ten. You would think you know, the competition isn't quite as much, you know, in the West coast conference as in the big 10. So I think they're, you know, this season may hinge on, on well, on on how well that Nebraska transfer, you know, acclimates himself to the new team and the new conference. They were 11 and five a year ago, you know, really nice year for Pacific. But I think a lot of that was due to those, you know, those, those four guys who are no longer on the roster. I think that record goes down by a few games. Um, not quite as good of a year this year for Pacific. They, uh, they regress a little bit. Keep an eye on Jordan bell grad transfer from Loyola that went to Pacific stayed in the same conference. Brutal, but um, keep an eye on him. I think he could be a key contributor on this team. Um, so what that means at number eight, you got Pacific at seven, you got Santa Clara, right? And no, 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 not for me, buddy. The opposite. I had Santa Clara. Originally I had Pacific at seven, Santa Clara at eight. I just flip flopped them. So seven, Santa Clara, eight Pacific, right? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Uh, Before we get to the rest, I want to tell you that the college experience and the West coast conference preview is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Yes. Come prop up a thrive fantasy this season. Thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Yeah, the response from SGP listeners for Thrive Fantasy has been amazing. So uh, make sure you check out. They're, they're hooking listeners up with a $1,000 free roll for the Thursday night NFL game. That's right, $1,000 free roll. Use the password DGEN to answer that game. Once again, that's password DGEN. And with Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on the 
you know, only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Uh, if it's PGA, MLB, esports, you choose five out of 10 player props to build your lineup. And, uh, you know, each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. And you hit the most props, rack up the most points, and you win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes in general. So use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four time rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store by visiting their we- or by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget that promo code SGP. And while we're at it, I want to tell you. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book but perhaps you don't know how? Well, guess what? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7, and they got some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. P. All right, we're on my number eight was Loyola. So we're basically on we've we've exchanged our top eight, correct? You know what? While you were doing that wonderful spot on ad read, I was watching <laughs> this Miami NC State football game here, and I flirted with the idea of taking the Wolf Pack on the money line. They're up four under three minutes. I didn't do it, but it seems like every year, however average NC State is. They always bite somebody in Raleigh and it's becoming obvious that Miami is fraudulent. And uh, I mean, you know, Miami could still win this game here, but they're damn sure not going to cover that 11 point spread or, or wherever it, it, it ended at. But uh, anywho, where are we talking West coast conference basketball? Yeah. But I, but I will add in this man, Miami. Uh, I think they're what they're, they're playing their seventh game this season. I think they've played four or five against backup quarterbacks. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. Unbelievable. And NC State has a backup quarterback That's in here. What I'm and they saying. still put up 41 on him. Unbelievable. But uh yeah, we're talking West Coast Conference college basketball here. My number oh, oh, but Miami just scored a touchdown. So much for maybe I'm glad I didn't bet that money line. <laughs> and, and and watch watch right, the, watch, watch the freshman co- or the, the backup quarterback throw a pick six. And and Miami covers. Oh, hey, but that, that that's my boy Harley on my DFS team. Boom, I like it. Okay. All right, anyway, all right. Let's I, focus I took him to on the task at hand. Hang on, hang on. I took Harley too. Uh, I switched late. Yeah, him too. I switched late because of uh, some some injuries to Brevin Jordan. But uh, uh, guys, if you play if you play DFS college basketball or college football, make sure you come play with me and NC Nick. We've been doing it for a while here easy, fun. We have a podcast dropping every Friday morning where we talk DFS college basketball or college football right now, but it will be college basketball at one point. So come prop up with us and let's do this. Let's uh, let's, let's, let's play with, you know, let's, let's play some DFS. And even if you didn't want to play us, cause you're, you're scared that, Hey, these fuckers know what they're talking about. You can still enter your own line play against your own friends. Right. But check out that Friday morning podcast, the DFS podcast. And also NC Nick writes a great column at sports gambling podcast.com. Check that out. All right. We're down to the final two teams and I'm pretty sure we're going to go chalk here. 
I'm pretty sure I don't know your prediction here, but I think our boy Terry Porter is going to come in 10th. And at number nine, we're going to go with, with San Diego, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Let's, Correct, sir. Let's talk about San Diego. Not that long ago, this San Diego team was really doing some things in the, in the West coast conference. And it was kind of a tough place to play down there uh, right outside of La Jolla. And uh, now, you know, I don't know what to expect. Of now. I, I, I'll be honest, man. You look at the roster. I see a lot of room for optimism. I see a lot of upperclassmen. <laughs> I see uh Cal 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 Calcaterra averaging uh, what uh, almost 12 points a game. You got Frankie Hughes coming in from Duquesne where Duquesne, I liked their program. I've, I've they've won me a lot of money the past couple of years. And uh, you got the big man, uh, Masalaski. You got him coming in. You got the Western Illinois transfer, Ben Pyle. You got uh, Chris Heron Jr. Chris Heron Jr. Nick, remember Chris Heron Sr. Of course, of course. I I hope he's still clean. Yeah, me too, man. That was a good. Uh, I'm pulling for that guy. Oh man, oh man. I hate to tell it to you, but uh, NC State just threw a pick. They just threw a pick. <laughs> Well, you know what? I did not, I did not bet the money line. So I'm okay with that. Uh, so uh, San Diego here, you mentioned there's a lot of, of room for optimism. I think whenever you're looking at something you don't know, you can talk yourself into being optimistic. Uh, San Diego went two and 14 in the conference last year, nine and 20 overall. This is uh, so the coach is coming in, going into his third year here. Two years ago, they were a good team. They had won 21 games that year. They also had four starting seniors. They all graduated last year. They were very young. Uh, and that's, that's one of the main reasons why they struggled. But so even this year, they lost uh, three of, you know, they lost their leading scorer and a couple role players. So it's really a complete roster overhaul. They got a shitload of transfers coming in. Um, most of these transfers didn't do a whole lot in their previous schools, though. So I'm kind of concerned about the talent level. You know, there's a lot of bodies. I don't know what to expect. You know, whenever there's a handful of teams every year with it seems like transfers are so much more common these days. Every year there's like, you know, eight or 10 teams across the country where it is just a complete overhaul. You know, trying to make sense out of this San Diego team. Good luck. I can tell you, um, I, I can tell you this though. Frankie Hughes, I do remember at Duquesne, and I I was impressed by him. I'm surprised he's at San Diego. I thought I think he probably should have stayed at Duquesne, but um I look at this team and I, I think they're actually I know they bring in a shit ton of transfers, BC, Western Illinois, A and M, New Mexico, Rice, Duquesne. Um I dude, I have them ranked here, but I wouldn't shock me if they finished like fifth or sixth would not shock me that at all. Like, I think they probably are going to be better than what we're anticipating. It's just, they really, they really have to prove it to me first. I, I don't think this coach has a track record for me to, you know, buy in on, on the coach alone. Uh, I think you know, his, his, his the success in his first year was more due to the upperclassmen recruited by the previous coach than himself. So I got nothing to hang my hat on here. I don't trust the coach. I don't trust a whole new roster. They're going to have to prove it to me first. A lot of fluctuation possible here. 
if all these pieces come together, sure, they could, you know, overachieve and, and, you know, be closer to the mid tier in the, in the conference. But until they prove it to me, I'm going to keep them down here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, I ranked them here for a reason. They're uncertainty, but I, I do think they are actually a team that could actually surprise a lot. Here's what I don't think will surprise a lot. And unfortunately I got to go to my guy, Terry Porter, Terry Porter, hell of a, uh, in my opinion, uh, look, I hate to talk NBA with how fixed you should check out the whistleblower podcast, check out the whistleblower podcast. But Terry Porter was an underrated guard throughout his career. A uh, very good guard. Very, uh, probably doesn't get his due in my opinion. Um, he was one of those, he was one of those point guards or like true point guard. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, the game back then was a little bit different than it is now where nowadays that the point guard has to score. He's got to be able to, you know, shoot at a high percentage from the three point arc back then. This was your quintessential old school point guard pass first. Great on general, defense. Great on defense. Defender. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you beat me to a good defender. Yeah. Terry Porter was a hell of a player, uh, you know, back then for the blazers. I know Clyde, the glide, you know, he got all the, uh, all the hoopla, but Terry Porter was, uh, he was the general of that backcourt there. But anyway, yeah, we're not sure how good of a coach he is. Uh, they also have a shit ton of new transfers coming in bunch of Juco guys. I got, well, they got five Juco guys, a dude from Hawaii, a dude from Cal Baptist, couple freshmen. Uh, this is a team that won one 15 in the WCC last year, nine and 23 overall. They lose a guy. They lose four guys that played, you know, um, good minutes last year. I don't. You know, once again, I don't know what to think of this team. I don't think they're going to be good. I think it almost reeks of desperation when you bring in this many guys from from all over the place. So uh, kind of like San Diego, you know, prove it to me first. Well, if, if not, I don't. It reeks in desperation because it's year four for Terry. Now I will say Terry Porter COVID probably going to buy him another year, but um, yeah, I completely agree. And I love the, I love their name. The pie with the pilots, by the way, gotta love that name. But uh, I just don't see a lot of, I mean, dude, they have six players that have basically played <laughs> the rest are young transfers, Juco transfers. I got no idea what to expect with this fucking yeah, roster. Especially the Juco guys. Yeah. There's no Intel on these Juco guys. I don't know if the, yeah, who, who the hell knows who Clythus Griffith is or Isaiah Dasher or Mickey Hen or yeah. Eddie Davis. Dasher. What, 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 what are we naming the fucking reindeer? Santa's reindeer. Yeah, you, got, <laughs> you got Rudolph and Vixen and, and Donner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I wish Terry Porter the best. Uh, God bless that guy. I love those old blazer teams with the, uh, with man. A lot of those blazer players died, man. Kevin Duckworth passed away at a young age. Cliff Robinson just early with COVID man dot passed away. Uh, Jerome Kersey passed away early. Uh, I love those old blazer teams, man. And uh, uh, I would love to see Terry well, Porter come up. Was it all the, was it all the Coke those guys were doing in the eighties? Perhaps. Perhaps, um, if so, no, I, I don't mean to make light of it. May, may they all rest in peace. Yeah. And may, may, uh, and I'm sure that cocaine was probably good. All right. Look, and I'm not going to blame them. Hell. Hey, they had a good run, man. Exactly. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't, I mean, dude, they, they were in Ken Palm's rankings last year. They were 326th. I, 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 not that I'm a Ken Palm. I don't like, I, I think I'm a skeptic sometimes, but I will say 326, 326. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to project this team because there's so many transfers. I, I don't even know. There's so many players that have not played basketball that we know that uh, it's pretty much take a shot. They were horrible last year. I think they're going to be horrible this year. I hope I'm wrong Exactly. for Terry's sake. I'm hoping I hope I'm wrong. By the way, Miami uh, wins by three. They kneel it at like the 10 yard line. You lucked up. You, you, you crazy bash. You switched me. You made me switch my pick. I was on, I was on the uh, NC state plus 10 and I'm switching to Miami. Fuck you. All right, guys. I'm sure the West coast college basketball fans don't, uh, don't even care about that Miami NC state game, but Hey, <laughs> check it out. Uh, we are the college experience. We've been handicapping every single division one college basketball, college football game for over three and a half years. Yes. Every fucking college basketball game, me, NC, Nick, Patty C, our other co-hosts. We've been doing it on a spreadsheet three and a half plus years of picking every game, been over 500 every single year doing this thing. No one covers college basketball and college football like us. All we ask is that, Hey, well, first I would assume that you would like to subscribe. If you're a Portland pilots fan, I'm pretty sure no one else is going to cover you. Uh, subscribe. We're available on all platforms. We are the college experience. And then another thing you want to do is say, Hey, maybe give these guys a five-star review. Yes. That's essentially, we never charge for our picks. We've been over 500 picking every game, but our locks have been way over 500. So uh, all of our picks available at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, but we don't sell our picks and we won't. All right. You heard it here first. I will not be that guy. All right. So please make sure you do us a favor, uh, do us a solid and give us a five-star review over at iTunes uh, on Twitter. I'm at the Colby D feel free to shout at us. Check us out. I, we release all of our picks there too. Sometimes they change late. You can get some access to that at the Colby D on Twitter. Patty or NC Nick, I'm sorry, who did doing this great show with us. He's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, Patty C, who also makes the picture with us on Twitter at Patty C831. Also, we are part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They're on Twitter at DSGP Network. Make sure you give them a follow. We got college basketball previews for every conference. So uh, if we've done it, it's already up. If not, it's coming. Get ready to talk college basketball with the college experience. We're like 17, 16 days away. Something like that. Let's get this thing going. Fuck COVID. All right. This is the college experience. West coast conference style. Let's go Cougars. Let's go Cougars. Let's go Don's. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, you know, everybody let's go West coast conference basketball. I wouldn't, I would love to see Gonzaga take home a natty. All right. So this is the college experience, West Coast Conference style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs. 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.